Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. Welcome into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. I'm your host, Brian Tripp. Thanks so much for being with us and a great episode for you today as I'm joined by Olivia Jack, a junior swimmer on the Penn State women's swimming and diving team, a native of Glenville, New York. You'll hear all that coming up here in just a minute from Olivia herself, but she's also the president of Penn State Black Student Athletes. And with this being Black History Month, Felt like this was an important conversation to have and hear how Liv is using her platform and the platform that student athletes have at Penn State to make a difference in our world today. Liv has had an opportunity to be a part of the virtual Black Student Athlete Summit. She's a member of the Big Ten Anti-Hate and Anti-Racism Coalition. I think you'll really enjoy this conversation with Liv as someone who is using her platform in the right way as a member of the Penn State swim team. Olivia, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Well, I always start these podcasts, I could go on gopsusports.com and just read your bio, but I always ask our guests to introduce themselves, tell us all that pertinent information, and, and give us a little bit of your background. That's good. Um, so my name's Olivia Jack. Uh, I go by Liv, and I'm the oldest of four. Um, my family lives in upstate New York right now. My dad is from St. Vincent, so I'm a dual citizen um, with St. Vincent and the Grandines in the United States. I've been swimming since I was six or seven years old, so this is my 14th year swimming competitively, um, which seems like a long time now that I think about it. Uh, I'm majoring in marketing, and I'm minoring in Spanish. That's about that's about it about me. <laughs> a little short summary. No, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. So how did you get involved with swimming when you started uh, at six or seven years old there? Because my dad's from St. Vincent, we usually visit the Caribbean um, most summers. And so my parents just wanted all four of us to be comfortable in the water without um, them having to watch over us. So they, they put us, they put all four kids in swimming. Um, and I just ended up being the one that continued to swim competitively. Uh, both of my brothers swam until they were around 10 or 11 years old. And my sister actually still swims competitively. Um, but... She's young. She's about six years younger than me. So she can't catch up to you yet? Not yet. <laughs> She's getting there, though. <laughs> well, Liv, I thought this was an appropriate conversation, especially this month with it being Black History Month, and you're the president of Penn State Black Student Athletes. What was the impetus to get involved in many of these things? And obviously, we know over the last 12 months how much the social injustice initiatives and everything that's gone on across the country has really been spotlighted here in the United States. I think that, especially over quarantine, I realized how important it was to use my platform. Um, Penn State is Penn State athletics is well known, and Penn State as a school is well known. And so, just being able to have the athletic platform and for my voice to be heard, places like this, um, it I think is really important to take advantage of. And so. Over quarantine, I just thought that maybe it would be best for me to get a little bit more involved and outspoken about um, issues that I've been living through, that my community's been living through. Um, and I think that's basically what my inspiration was. I have always been interested in 
being a little bit more outspoken about it, but I have definitely taken time to develop my voice. I used to be a really shy, quiet person, so um, it's taken some time to get here, but that, that was definitely my inspiration. As someone who has started to undertake, whether it's the, the website, athletesforequalrights.com, uh, being involved in the Big Ten Anti-Hate and Anti-Racism Coalition, and everything that you're doing on campus, what has the reaction been from peers and teammates and coaches as everyone now is involved in these conversations? Um, a lot of my teammates are super supportive. My coaches have always been supportive, which is great. Um, I think that in general this year, a lot of people have been more open to hearing about um, experiences and having conversations about them. Um, I think that there's still a lot of development in that area that needs to be done. Um, like with my peers and, uh, the state college community, but I think that this year has been a good start, um, with the people that are around me. And I've seen you were able to speak, I believe downtown at one of the rallies you've used that platform. So what are some of the things that you've done here over the last year since the quarantine and COVID hit? That, that have helped you use that platform and grow that voice? For the most part, I talk to my dad a lot. We have a lot of conversations, um, just kind of making sure that I organize my thoughts because there are so many things that I think about but don't really say, and just making sure that um, when I do end up speaking about them that I'm, um, I guess, saying them in the best way that I can and, the, and making sure that I get my point across. Um, but also, I think w- with the Black Student Athletes, we've had meetings just kind of talking about our feelings, so I know like how everyone's doing on their own teams, um, and just getting to know uh, the Black athletes here better, I think, has been super helpful. Um, in the end, we're family, uh, even like within athletics and then as an athletic community as a whole, so I think that's been super helpful. You said something there that caught my attention. You said when you're speaking with your dad, when you discuss something, you say it the right way. But isn't that maybe the inverse, too, of what we want to be true here, where these are tough conversations where we are trying to have people grow? So how how do you try to get that across in your messaging? Because this can be a topic for a lot of people that they're uncomfortable with. Yeah, so I think in saying, in, in having conversations, like I said, the right way, I think it's not necessarily about making sure the people that are involved are comfortable because it's not, like you said, it's not a comfortable conversation to have. And a lot of people are not aware of issues as much as they might think. And so it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation no matter what. And so I think in saying and like having conversations the right way, I think it's more about respecting each other's position um, on the issues and not necessarily thinking that someone's concrete exactly right or wrong, but recognizing that they might have a different educational level on the topic or different experiences that contribute to their, um, their opinion on the topic and just having like a conversation that is respectful and educational and um, honestly beneficial for both sides in the end. You've had an opportunity to participate in the Black Student Athlete Summit, which was virtual, hosted by the University of Texas. Um, Also, as I mentioned, the Big Ten Anti-Hate and Anti-Racism Coalition. 
what have these conversations been like among these groups? What are some of the goals that these groups are trying to push forward? I think, especially coming from the Black Student Athlete Summit, um, making sure that we're connected um, throughout the country. All the athletes, all the Black student athletes are connected in their missions and their goals for their groups. So like the Black student athlete groups um, at different schools have been having conversations mostly just about what they're doing on their campus, but just making sure that we're looking out for one another um, and kind of continuing our path towards our goals. Um, Also, I think a big thing that came out of the Black Student Athlete Summit was that uh, even though we're in our 18, we're 18 years old or up to like 24 years old, because there's some grad students, um, even though we're technically young, this has been something that um, people before us have been dealing with and it might look different than before, but um, just like making sure that we talk to people that are older than us for advice, um, I think is really important. So it was nice. It was a great networking opportunity to meet a bunch of people to talk to for support, um, just in general. And Olivia, to complete your story, I want to talk about athletesforequalrights.com. What was the impetus behind that? And what have you been able to achieve there so far? What are the goals for the website? So actually I did not start the website myself. Um, there is a girl that's a high school athlete. She's a senior, um, from my area and she started it. And our our moms worked together. Uh, And so my, yeah, they, they were talking about what she was doing at work one day. And my mom texted me and said, Hey, this girl's doing this super cool thing. Um, You should reach out to her and like ask if she, she basically just let me know that she was doing it. And so I reached out to her and asked if she needed any help. That's, that's how it started. Really. I just asked if she, um, needed any help and if she ever needed anything from me that she could let me know um and so that's where it started uh we basically just collaborated on writing workouts um collecting stories from black student athletes uh basically and out of the people that we know Mm -hmm. um and then also kind of reaching out to other um groups that have been working on uh like equality websites um just to collaborate and have more information. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I think we have seven weeks of workouts up there right now. And because we're both in school, we slowed down a little bit with um, our workouts. But I think as soon as this school year is over, we might just jump back, jump right back into it um, and continue with those workouts. Well, when I was perusing earlier, and it's been fun to see, even if you didn't start it, to be there kind of from the ground floor and the foundation of the website, to see the fitness routines and then to tie those two statistics. I think that's a great way to connect with an audience. I think that's what everyone's trying to do throughout this. How can you connect with people? What resonates the most? I think that's a really good way to connect with the people that you're most familiar with, and that's athletes and other student athletes. Yeah, thanks. I think our goal in the beginning was basically like so many athletes were in quarantine and Mm -hmm. their teams weren't practicing together. So it was a really good way to be involved in the social issues that were being discussed and are being discussed now. And also um, maybe getting your workout in for the day. Um, So thank you. You mentioned there being in quarantine. So what is it like now to finally be back training? I know it's not completely normal yet to be back competing and training and being with the team and in the pool again after uh, everything you went through throughout the course of the spring and the summer? Yeah, 
yeah, um, I have actually been really lucky. We started practicing um, the first week of classes in the fall, which was super lucky. And it's definitely been different. We started off practicing in pods, so like like groups of 10 people, and we got tested every, every week for COVID. Um, and now we get tested three times a week, and um, we practice like in our normal practice groups, so bigger, we have uh, bigger practice groups now, which is really nice because it's a little bit closer to um, how it was last year. We have big tens in two weeks, which is really exciting because I wasn't sure that that would happen this year. Um, so overall, we've just been super lucky. Um, definitely fortunate, and I'm very grateful for that. Sometimes facing adversity can really make you stronger, and you can learn so much and grow from it as a person. How does COVID and your athletic career how does that shape and have you had time to reflect or thinking about it at all as to how, how maybe this could in some way that, that you can take a positive out of what has been just such a horrific time for our country? I think that it, um, this past, this past year, honestly, because it was so close to yeah. a year ago, um, has been, I've just been very gracious for how fortunate I've been, um, to be healthy and to still be able to go to school, to still be able to take classes. Um, and even though I had a few months off in swimming, to even have the chance to get back into it. I'm just very gracious for everything that um, I have right now, which I think um, definitely motivates me in the pool because I know that at any moment um, there could be some COVID case that comes up and our practice group doesn't get to practice for another two weeks. And then that would mean that our season is over. Um, so just being gracious for every practice and um, honestly, every class that I'm in, uh, that's, that's basically how this past year has been. When swimming concludes for you, what are your future goals for our audience to know? Um, <laughs> that is something that I've tried to figure out. Um, like every college uh, student. Like I, yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I'm a marketing major, but I have an internship right now um, with a um, developing bikini business based out of Florida. Um, and I plan on going to Brooklyn this summer for a PepsiCo internship. And so I'm really interested in like fashion marketing. And so hopefully after college, I'll go into that. But I am also interested in going to law school, which is funny because when I was younger, I would always say, that I was going to follow like my mom's footsteps and go into the medical field. But, and, and I absolutely hated my dad's job. My dad's a um, lawyer and now I'm super interested in everything that he does. And he was a business major and is now a lawyer. So I think I'm honestly might go to law school. Um, I might take a year off and travel, but I think law school is probably my next goal. Where would you want to travel to? Where do you want to go and visit? So in high school, I visited my aunt in Amsterdam, which is probably out of like the top three, one of my top three favorite places in the world. Um, I would definitely go to St. Vincent, um, just because that that is my favorite place in the world. Um, I would also like to go to Colombia. My uncle is from Colombia, so hopefully um, I get to travel with him because he goes he usually visits there every year. I'd really like to go to Greece. Ooh. 
I know I kind of put you on the spot here with that, but once you once you said that, I had to ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and I would also like to visit Nigeria. You have such a diverse family background there, and family located all over the world. How has that shaped you in any way? I'm not sure if this is a question you can answer, but how has that impacted you in your life, and how has that shaped you and who you are? I think my family, my family living all over the world, has been very nice for our vacation um, <laughs> because priorities <laughs> first. Yeah, when we do when we do travel, it's very nice to have someone to stay with in St. Vincent or Barbados, Amsterdam. But um, it's also helped me in that traveling has been I've I've been made to be super open to trying new things. Um, I think I've also really appreciated all the different cultures of the world. Um, my parents, even when we're not traveling, my parents at home will make um, like traditional Vincentian dishes, but also we just venture out and try new things all the time as much as we can, which I think has made helped me be especially like culturally aware and appreciative of a bunch of you're the perfect example of a student athlete at Penn State making the most out of both her athletic career and then the opportunities that she has. And I think everyone here is really proud of you. And we thank you so much for sharing an important message and using that platform and using this small platform to help share your voice in what is an important time to have these conversations. So thank you so much and best of luck with everything. And let us know if we can help out in any way. Thank you. What a terrific conversation with Olivia Jack. Thank her so much for her time, and I thank you for your time as well. As that concludes another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. If you like what you heard here today, please make sure you hit that rate and subscribe button to our podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Thanks so much again for listening to Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.